If you want to progress, you have to be ready and willing to change. In this episode, I'll take a closer look at the paradox of change and how to be better at it. So here we go, episode 120, Change. Hi, I'm Karen Rolfe, and welcome to Horse Training in Harmony. This podcast is about you making progress with your horse in a way that you both can love. It's about learning how to move and be in harmony. Because yes, you really can develop a horse to be both athletic and happy. When we show up as our best selves for our horses, our horses will show up for us. So let's get started. In episode 98, I talked about one question that you can ask yourself in times of disharmony that will help lead to greater happiness. And that question to ask yourself is, do I need to love it or change it? And also recently, I did a talk at Warwick Schiller's Summit for his Journey On podcast. There were many presenters and we each did short talks. And the topic that I chose was about just this. So the talk was called Love It or Change It. And in the talk, one of the things that I go over are some quick tips about how to love something more or some situation more. And I also gave some really quick tips on how to make it easier to change things if you need to change things. But the thing is, you know, change is not always so easy. I think we've all probably struggled with change at some point in our lives. Maybe it was a struggle about whether or not we should change something. Or even if we decided to change something, you know, why is it so hard to actually do the change? Especially if, if we're trying to change something that's become a habit. So because it's hard, and because I seem to have been talking about this love it or change it theme, um, I thought we could talk a little bit more about this change thing. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast, or if you've known me or followed me for any length of time, you probably know that I've put a lot of focus on personal development over the years and trying to increase my own self-awareness. And those, the process of doing that, I think, in my opinion, it's integral to life and to horses. And training is, you know, what is training if it's not the art of changing things? The art of learning to do what you can't yet do. So that it requires change. So this is an important subject. It's not just some fluffy stuff, right? If we want to train and get results, we have to go from something we can't do and change it into something that we can't, we can do. Now, early on, when I started my, you know, personal development journey, (laughs) I came across this paradox and it kept coming up. And I finally kind of (laughs) like had to sit myself down and go, I need to figure this out because this makes no sense. So on the one hand, I was learning and people were teaching me that I'm just, you know, quote, perfect just the way I am, right? We need to just 
love ourselves and accept ourselves and know that we are good enough and all that, you know, stuff. (laughs) Yet, at the same time, it seemed that I needed to do a heck of a lot of really hard work to stop doing things like sabotaging myself or creating undue pain for myself. So how on earth could I be both perfect, just the way I am, and have all this hard work that I needed to do, that I needed to change, because I had all these, you know, issues. (laughs) And I remember being on this retreat it was part of this week-long retreat that I, I did in Mexico. And I remember at one point, I just had to go outside the room and I sat down and I kind of, I kind of had a little, oh, it wasn't a breakdown. I, I won't say that, but I just was like, the tears were just rolling through my face. And I said, I don't get it. How can I be perfect just the way I am? And I need to change and improve all at the same time. Now, what I started to realize is that I was already very successfully swimming around in this paradox with my horses. With my horses, it was obvious to me that of course they were all perfect and I was helping them change. And this sort of thing comes up all the time when I'm teaching. Right, so I teach my students, I, I use the phrase, um, instead of loving or change it, often when I'm uh, teaching, I'll say, be, you know, be searching or enjoying. And, you know, so if you can't, if you're, if it's something to enjoy, enjoy it more. And if it's not something you can enjoy, then change it. <laughs> Search for a different, a different state, a different balance, a different whatever it is. And I find, you know, students because, you know, students are people, we're all people, and some people have an easier time loving things and just accepting, and other people have an easier time changing things or trying to control them or bend them to their will or things, <laughs> things like that. And it, it's not often that, that people have an easy, an easy time sort of flowing between this being able to love something and really enjoy it or to, you know, be willing to change it and to search and play with it. And this is what we need to float in this paradox. So for some reason, I was, well, I don't know if I was aware that I was doing it with horses at this time when I was really confused, but I know I was. I might not have known I was, but I was. And realizing that with horses was actually how I started to be able to navigate this weird paradox for myself. So, right, with my horses, it's clear. Of course, they are all perfect and we can change and we can improve them. We can live in that paradox. And probably some of you are, you know, it's very easy to do that with your horses and we need to maybe do that for ourselves a little bit more. So in the spirit of uh, wherever you go, there you are. I think playing with this paradox and being able to navigate it it's, it's a personal development piece that can absolutely help our horsemanship. And it's a horsemanship piece that can help us in life. So whichever doorway you want to go through, pick the easiest one <laughs> and then let it help the other. So realizing that I already knew 
how to think of my horses as perfect and changeable was what helped me apply some of that, I'll call it grace, to myself. And okay, there's there's a bit of process between realizing I could apply that to myself and actually actually being able to do it <laughs> for realsies for myself. But hey, that's the work, right? So, um, so for students that are in my video classroom, if you're in our Facebook group, you probably have realized that every week we featured a different video. Uh, so we post it in the Facebook group. We just kind of pull one out of the archives. We feature it just to bring it to your attention, you know, help you um, see things that maybe you haven't been searching for, or you haven't come across. And one of the Dressage Naturally team members uh, schedules those. So when I poke around in the Facebook group for the video classroom, I, I come across them too. And so this week there was a video posted and when it came up, I realized I had actually forgotten about this one. And the topic was so current in my mind because it's related to, you know, this love it or change it thing. I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to share this on the podcast. Uh, so the the rest of the discussion, the rest of the episode here on the podcast is actually um, the audio of this video from the video classroom. So it's a discussion that I did at a clinic uh, back in 2017 uh, in Texas. So this also highlights that the video classroom, it's not just horse training videos. There are videos on everything related to the horsemanship journey. I mean, not everything because there's still more to put in there, but the, the entire sort of scope. So sometimes videos or topics like the one today, which is about change. So the, I didn't tell you what the title was. The title is like change. <laughs> so uh, I thought, wow, I forgot I had done a whole discussion on this. And this discussion was in the context of being in the middle of a clinic and during the clinic, this kept, I realized this kept coming up. So we had a time slot for a discussion. And so this discussion came out of um, a teaching moment, came, came out of watching students navigating in real time exercises we were doing with our horses. And often, you know, themes arise or my brain picks up on, on themes. And so change was the theme. And it was really cool because it's absolutely in the context of horse training, uh, but because I have a hard time separating horse training and life, um, I think what we talk about here can absolutely be applied in general to anything uh, change related. So I just wanted to take this opportunity to highlight uh, the depth uh, and the breadth of what is in the video classroom. It's not just, it, it has lots of training techniques and horses and me teaching and coaching. Um, but I'll also put in there kind of anything that applies. Um, so if you haven't checked it out, I, I hope you do. If you want to see the video um, that's actually in the video classroom, uh, you can go to dnc.dressagenaturally.net and it's um, you'll find it in the May 2017 
videos. It's called Change. And that uh, URL address again is DNC, as in Dressage Naturally Classroom, dnc.dressagenaturally.net. So here we go. I'll I'll play the the discussion, the whole discussion. And if you want a visualization of what this looks like, you can picture me in the a lounge that's just off of the covered arena at a stable in Texas. So you can imagine Texas decor, there's light wood paneling, lots of horse art on the wall, and some cows, <laughs> and a star <laughs> out of metal. That's obligatory. Uh, I have really short hair. I was actually just looking and thinking, that was a really cute hair length for me. <laughs> My hair's really long now. Anyway, so I have short hair and a cup of coffee in my hand. Uh, behind me, there's kind of like a coat rack sort of thing with a, a westerny kind of rope halter and a pair of western chaps hanging on it. Uh, around me, in kind of a semicircle, a few rows deep, are different students um, sitting on couches, comfy chairs, wooden chairs, the kind that are like meant to be at a table and maybe some bar stools. You can't see them, but I just thought I'd describe my view. And next to me is a dry erase board. And then in black marker, I've written on the dry erase board, you're perfect the way you are, now change. And we'll pick up the discussion there. Thought we'd talk about change. You're perfect the way you are, now change. when I first doing a lot of the personal work and I was like this like my little science brain at that point was just like that makes no sense how can I be perfect the way I am but I'm supposed to change and if I have to change then there must be something wrong with me (laughs) so I love this phrase you're perfect the way you are now change because those are both true at the same time but I just thought um, it'd be interesting to to talk a little bit about changing because we're here at a clinic where, you know, if we're trying to improve, we're trying to change and we're going to have to change some things in order to improve. I mean, that's just sort of the nature of training and growth. For me, the best things in life are always paradoxes. So it's always when we're talking about stuff like this, you could always see the flip side. It's like, I want to be open to change. But wait, when my horse goes to run across the highway, I don't want to be open to that change. But I want to be, you know, so this always comes up. Leadership, it's about exerting yourself. No, it's about listening. Which is it? It's always both of those things at the same time. So (laughs) I I don't know if that's going to make things worse or better. So we're always trying to navigate that. Of I think it's good to call it out because otherwise you go hear something like it's this way. And then you hear something else is that way. And you're going to end up more confused than saying, you know, it could be both of things at once, and I've got to interpret it for this moment and this horse. And I think that's connected to my passion for empowering you guys is to know you don't have to try to memorize what's the right and the wrong thing. You just have to know the choices and then navigate it in that moment. I choose not to change in this moment. This is the way I do it, and I would like you to accommodate to me. That's okay. And then other times it's going to be like, you know, why don't you try to do that differently? And we're going to try to figure out when is a good moment to try that. Because, and I think if you can be conscious, then you can say, I'm choosing to do it this way. Oh, that ain't working. Let me try it the other way. Because I think that's what trainers are doing, all the really successful ones, meaning they can get a lot of horses to understand what the heck they're talking about, is because you, you 
ride that line of I'm not changing, I'd like you to change, or I'm now going to change to accommodate you because there's no answer. And even with any horse, you can never do the experiment of let me try it this way, now let me try it that way because it's never pure because you always tried the other way first. And maybe with some horses you have to say, I'm not changing, I'm not changing, you need to change, you need to change, now I'll follow you. That might be the strategy. And for another horse you might go, I'll follow you, I'll follow you, I'll follow you, now you change for me. And you might say, oh, it's about, I need the horse to change for me. It's like, no, that only works if you follow him first. This is the frustrating thing with horse training. You never know. Was it that you work and work and work and you go get the one lesson and they have the miracle breakthrough? Was it that? And do you need to just do that? Or was it all the stuff you did ahead of time? And I see this a lot. Natural horsemanship people, they get the partnership and then they go take a dressage lesson. Oh my God, I got this. Feels amazing. Now they just do that, that, that. And then they come back to me a few years later and go, everything's ruined. Like, because you stopped doing all the stuff that made that thing work. Anyway, we're getting swirly here. (laughs) There's what you're doing and then there's how you're doing it. And I'm not sure which is harder. It probably depends on the thing. But there's changing, um, yeah, actually things that you're doing and then there's there's keeping with the same things but changing how. So a lot of times I'll see students who sometimes if they jump from clinic to clinic. You know, it's like, oh, this technique, well, that didn't work. This technique, oh, that didn't work either. This technique, oh, that didn't work either. But what's really happening is it's not what technique, it's that they're not actually doing the technique. You need to pick any one of those could work if you change how you're doing it. So there's gonna be times when we go, all right, let's, we have this choice of what to do or this choice of what to do and Maybe we need to change what, but then sometimes we need to say, you know, we're not going to be able to tell which one works until we make sure how we're doing it is actually viable. Does that make sense? Yeah, so I think that's another thing that's going to come up. We have a million choices of what we could try to ask our horses to do, but then we have to make sure that how we're doing it is actually successful. Does that make sense? And the... The what to do, I feel, is a lot of, um, that's on me as the teacher. Like, how are you supposed to know what to do? You know, I'm the one that's supposed to have all the experience, you know. But, you know, as you learn things, you have your own list of choices of what you can do. Um, But I feel like that's a big role of mine to give you ideas for what sort of things to do. And it's um, my responsibility to show you how to do things, but then... If something's not working, it's really each of us as individuals to go, well, could I do it differently? You know, like, am I really getting it? How could I get this technique to work? Am I really getting it to work? Does that make sense? Like, like I could say, you know, the exercise is to, you know, pick up this glass, well, water bottle. <laughs> you know, here's the exercise, pick up the glass. And of course we have to get it to the stage where, you know, I actually pick it up, right? If I'm not actually doing the what, if the exercise is what, what do I do? Pick up the glass. And I go, I did it. You know, that's a, I have to change what I'm doing. I didn't really do it. Or I go, here, I did it. Like, no, you didn't. 
<laughs> you picked up the pen. That's not the water bottle. But then even if we go, okay, the exercise, I think the best cure for your candor departs is to pick up that water bottle. You know, there's so many different ways to do it, right? So for this next section coming up, I'm doing a bit of a demonstration of how many different ways there are to do how you do what you do. So I'm sitting in a chair and I'm reaching forward and each time picking up this water bottle, but I'm doing it with a really different style, with different speed, with different intention, with a different posture. So you'll be able to hear a little bit of the different ways that I pick it up and you'll be able to hear the different reactions from the students. Uh, but just for this next section, that's what I'm doing. I, I keep reaching forward to pick up this water bottle, but each time in a very, very different way. I did it, you know, or I did it, or I did it. These are all, I'm being successful each time, right? I'm, so there's just, and even subtly, even, you know, there's, do I close my fingers one at a time on it, or do I just grab it and squeeze it? Do I just pick it up by here, you know, do I? You know, do something else. You know, there's a million infinite number of ways. I do, I could do this all day, by the way, <laughs> that I could do this, you know, and then there's tempo changes. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> the suspense, you know, so. So I think that's what gets really interesting. And now I was focusing on how I was doing that. The first time I made a big posture change, but I could do the same exact tempo and type of picking that up, but I could sit differently every time I do it. And maybe that would have a change. <laughs> you know, what my arm is doing and my hand is doing the same, but you know, how I do it, I'd already be thinking, oh my God, this is so fun. I get to pick up the water bottle. This sucks, this is such a stupid exercise. I can't believe I have to pick up this stupid water bottle. You know, it's gonna be different every single way. So I thought it could be fun, like just within just sitting here as you are, you're all sitting a certain way. There's what are you doing? You're all sitting here. How are you doing it? You're all doing it some way. And remember, you're perfect just the way you are. Now change, so like sitting here, how could you sit here and do it differently? So everybody just change how you're sitting. So I'm gonna lead people through a little exercise and I'm demonstrating it myself as I'm asking the students to do something. So there's a, a visual part to this. And again, you can find this video in the classroom, May, 2017, if you want. Uh, but I tempt you as you're listening to this podcast to go ahead and play along. Pre pretend you're in the room and just follow the instructions. And that way you get to participate in this exercise also. So everybody just change how you're sitting in some way. doesn't matter which way. And then change it again. And then change it again. <laughs> and change it again. And now don't move your physical body, but change it again on the inside. Oh, I changed. I, I stopped smiling. I'll change on the inside without <laughs> stopping smiling. 
<laughs> change it again on the inside only. Okay, now change it on the outside <laughs> and change it again. And change it again. And then is there any part of you that you haven't changed yet? Any body part? And change it again. And then think of another body part that you haven't changed yet and change only that piece. And then change it again. And change it again. And change it again. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Keep your emotional changes to yourself. <laughs> yeah. All right, so you get the idea, right? I mean, we could, you know, this could last four days. Change it again, change it again, change it again. So I just thought that could be um, an interesting way to start this you know, this clinic is what are we going to be doing here? We're going to be keeping some things the same and we're going to be changing other things. And sometimes, you know, in the middle of an exercise, you know, I can give you a certain number of things to change, but then on the inside, you guys are going to be making the changes. You know, I can kind of get you pointed in the direction, see, you know, I can tell you what I'm seeing, but there's going to be a million other things that I can't see that you're feeling. And, and that's where sometimes I can point someone in a direction, give them all my best advice, and then the student will, you know, make some success, and they're like, oh, I changed my third rib on this thing, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, and so I think that's where, just as far as my responsibility, your responsibility, I'll aim you as close as I can to where we need to go, and then you guys on the inside have to keep making those changes and keep exploring, and it's like if it's close but it's not there, um, thinking about um, even like right now how you're sitting, there's things that you can do and then there's things you can stop doing. And I think that's what's interesting too is like right here I could think, oh, okay, I'm doing, I've, I'm a little more engaged in my core than I was earlier. And I can think about, oh, that feels good. I feel really, my posture feels good. I feel more powerful. I'm engaged. I'm going to remember to do that. And then I can scan and think of what, what did I stop doing? What do I need to stop doing? You know, is there, is there any tension in there that I could release within that? So like think of getting in, you know, play around and get in your sweet spot for sitting here in an engaged, pretending that this is a really interesting mode. And then, <laughs> and then think about from here, are there things you could change to stop doing is there anything you're doing that you don't need to be doing that you could let go of? And that's where then, you know, how easy can you make this? And if you stop doing too much, you might lose some of it, but like that's going to be the active neutral. Like, can we, you know, in being here, is there any extra tension that I could let go of or any thought that's like, okay, I'm doing this, but this is really stupid. Like that might be good to let go of just for now, just to see. <laughs> No matter how annoying it might be, <laughs> maybe it could not be. What would happen if we let go of the idea that it's annoying? <sighs> and she's like, no, it really is annoying. <laughs> Doesn't matter, because I know I'm perfect just the way I am now. <laughs> All right, so, so I think those are the things that are going to be coming up through this 
these four days and we'll probably have to remind ourselves to be aware and to you know be open to that and to remember that muscle memory will pull us right back down into whatever was most comfortable and I don't know why I'm not getting as much out of this clinic as I wanted to because the truth is you might get more you know if I sat here like this in this posture I'm like that oh, clinic was boring you know is I'm gonna hear it differently and it's not just about you guys loving what I do but you know if I'm sitting going I am engaged I'm embodying engaged I'm gonna remember and if I start catching myself like this like that could be a trigger of like I'm not paying attention I'm not fully engaged even though I think I am I'm listening I'm here but maybe if I just remember to be engaged like there's things that I could change to make this moment as best as possible and that's all we're gonna try to do with our horses and you know we will get some of it right and there's probably a million other things we could have done better every single day, and that's welcome to life. <laughs> hey everyone, a quick message to let you know about a really exciting limited time opportunity for learning at no extra cost. So now you've heard me rave about the video classroom. It's my video training library, and it's where you go to see this podcast in action with videos on pretty much everything that I teach. But for May, June, and July, we are gonna be doing extra monthly live Q&A calls, and anyone who's in the classroom gets to attend at no extra cost. We've never offered this before. So it's a pretty cool opportunity. So this is such a great time to be able to speak with a real person, to get your questions answered, either about a particular video that you watched or a challenge that you're having with your horse. Now the video classroom, I think, is always the best deal. And for May, June, and July, it is going to be amazing. So go to dressagenaturally.net slash classroom and start your subscription today. There's always a one week free trial to check it out. Again, dressagenaturally.net slash classroom. Okay, now back to the pod. What is it that makes change difficult? It was pretty easy for the group to come up with a fairly long list of things that made it difficult to change. Things like force of habit or fear of the unknown or just muscle memory for what you're used to doing, lack of awareness, and the security of consistency, meaning that deciding a known problem is actually better than an unknown possibility. Sometimes it's just not knowing a different way or being afraid of criticism from others and things not improving immediately. So you go back, lack of confidence, self-criticism. Yeah, that's a big one being close-minded and having limiting beliefs. What are some things that could make change easier? They had to think a little bit more to answer this one, which is why I was really glad I asked the question. What they came up with is to have more confidence, even if you have to fake it till you make it, to be really open in your awareness, having, have clear intentions of what you're trying to create, and be curious, and being kind and compassionate to yourself and your horse, and of course, support from like-minded peers. We all agreed that it was important to find a way to make it fun to do new things, 
And most importantly, know what makes it easier for you to make changes. Everybody's different. If this episode resonates with you, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Training horses is a long game. The more you listen, the more pieces of the puzzle you'll have. To see all your learning resources, visit dressagenaturally.net. That's where you'll find free videos, online courses, my book. You can sign up for my Wednesday Wisdom email or even book a private consult. Most of all, remember, you got this. Never underestimate the possibility for things to improve in ways you cannot yet imagine. Till next time, love your horse, move in harmony, and enjoy the process.